shit. Welcome back to another episode of the Producer Grind Podcast. I'm your host, CEO Dylan, co-host. Got Carrington with me. What's good, y'all? Shout out to Sin. Welcome back to another episode of Producer Grind Podcast. Carrington and Sin is with me. Yo, yo. What's good? And we got a special guest today. Uh, the guests has worked with Kendrick, Travis Scott, Cardi, Thug, B.O.B., Ray Shimmer, Gotti, Yachty, 21, 2 Chains, Quavo. Please welcome 30 Rock. Gang, 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 in New York um, But I've been like In Atlanta Like half my life um, I really got started Because I was in the marching band um, What instrument did you play? Well Let's start with middle school Middle school I was playing, <laughs> I was playing the trumpet At first And then like I like I was like man I'm gonna teach myself How to play drums And I kinda did that Then when I got to like High school That's when I was like On the drum line And stuff like that And started playing like Basically every drum That was on the drum line Um mm-hmm. Shit. My band director tried to chump me off one day. I basically chump me off. <laughs> yeah. And I told the nigga, man, basically, I just told him how I felt. And I basically couldn't get no scholarship after that. Dang. So I had nothing else to fall back on. You know what I'm saying? So from there, I literally just took up beats. You know what I'm saying? My brother taught me how to make beats. And I just ran with it. Kept doing it. And when was that? That was like a couple, like 10 years ago, five years ago. Yeah, I, was, I graduated in 2010, so oh, okay. literally right after that. What high school you went to? Miller Grove. You went to high school in Atlanta? Yeah, I graduated from oh, Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So when did you move from the Bronx to Atlanta? Shit. It had to be a little bit before. Was that uh, 9-11? It was like a little bit before that. Oh, damn. So you were young. Yeah, I was young. I was mad young. So, But I'm not from Atlanta, so don't tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> So like, um, what was so? Tell us about the process. You know, you started making beats. Then how long until you actually had people rapping on your beats? Who was rapping on your beats? Well, the first artist to really rap on my beat was Michael Monta- uh, Michael Montana. Like that was the first nigga that like really fuck with me. Mm. Um, I remember we was like, it was like a snowstorm that we had in Atlanta. Snowpocalypse. Yeah, it was like you know we had one of them, like one of the first ones where niggas ain't know how to act for real. For real. <laughs> yeah, and like me and my brother was just in the room just making beats and. I just started, like, getting on Twitter and shit like that and just started, like, adding niggas. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I really just sent it to him. And he was like, yo, all these shits is hard. And then he just really just started running with it. Then next it was, like, Jose Guapo. You know, he was, like, the next nigga to, like, fuck with me. Um, Man, that shit was just a journey, bro. Did you have any producer friends at the time? Nah. Nah. It was just me and my brother. And we Mm. used to do beat battles all the Mm. time. Just you and him? Yeah. Man, we used to do beat battles all the time and win. Like, we just win all them. Mm. And... It's like rest is just history. Like we just was like, fuck it, we're just gonna do these beat battles. And like I remember when like when I first met Beat Billion and he was like, Man, when you start getting credits, man, come holler at me and all that shit like that. <laughs> I was like, Yeah, all right. I remember that's how I met Narden B. At a beat battle. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? That's how I met Narden B. Like they it was like, bro, your beats is hard. And you know, that's how we like kinda linked up. But I really didn't hit nobody up until I started getting like credits underneath my belt. Cause like, you know. I ain't want nobody shitting on me after that. I was like, yeah, it's all like a respect yeah. thing. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, you know what? All right, cool. Now I'm like, I'm in there. Like, yeah, let me hit these niggas up now. Now, so, what, what were you doing? Like, when you were first producing, were you going to studios trying to network with people? I know you said you had been tweeting yo, people on Twitter yo, too. Dogs. I used to like. I remember when me and uh, K Camp used to work a lot. I used to work in Alpharetta, mm. and I used to leave Alpharetta every day and drive all the way to Ostell just to go to his crib. Dang, Ostell. 
Like I remember one day I was leaving and my car was my car broke down on the highway. Like, damn. Who's like, gonna tell me it was on four hundred? No, nah, I was like, oh, what's that shit? Twenty. Mm. Yeah, I was on twenty. So as soon as I got on the exit, got over. I mean, as soon as I got on the highway, man, the car just said boom. I was like, oh man, this shit is trash, bro. Like doing all this running around. Um, I met like DJ Plug. Like I used to go to. Uh, I used to work at a perfect timing. Um, that was like on Camelton Road. Oh yeah, I remember that. So it used to be like me, <laughs> DJ Plug, Casey the Beat Monster, yeah. GT. Well, like, Will was there. Yeah, then. Will Fool. Yeah. Like all of us used to just be in this two room studio and just be like switching our ideas and all that stuff. And like that's why I really like got into it, got into it, like really learned more than what I already knew. Mm-hmm. And from there, shit, I used to trap it out and I ain't gonna hold you, man. It used to be like hail storms, winter storms. I used to just be in the studio, no food. Nigga, six dollars on my card left. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> when when you were working with K Camp, was he already did he already have his hit song out or no? Um, that was right before like Money Baby dropped mm-hmm. and uh, Cut Her Off had dropped. That was like right before that. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you know, we came out with like a song <clears throat> called Fire, I think, and like that's when A One Supergroup was around. You know the boy we turned up every goddamn mm-hmm. like them niggas like that's when all that was around. So like I was around all that shit. Mm. So when you was um, you said you was in the studio with everybody. Everybody was in the two, the little two room uh, uh, studio. Would y'all? Would you? Would you say you learned more in that room and being around people than you did like if you ever looked up on internet or like looking up techniques on the internet? I don't never look up techniques on the internet. I rather, For, yeah, fuck no, fuck no. You rather learn everything. I rather through. learn everything myself. You don't watch no tutorials, none of that. Fuck no. Yeah. Why not? Why, Why fuck no? Because I think the shit's really cool. like I'm not gonna say it's corny. I just I feel like when you get a program. Like, you should do your best to try to learn it yourself. Yeah. Because you're going to learn more. You're going to find your own way and your own tri- your own tricks, your own ways around. Like, say, for instance, like Fruit Loops. Them tutorials are only going to teach you so much. I'd rather go in and touch different random ass shit that I don't even know nothing about mm-hmm. and learn from that. I don't want to learn from nobody else. You don't think you can't learn nothing from it? No, I'm not saying I can't learn nothing from mm-hmm. it. You know it's just what not saying? what you do. It's just not what I do. Like mm-hmm. I just rather just figure it out myself. Like when I when GT put me on Logic, he was the first nigga to introduce me to Logic. When he introduced mm-hmm. me to Logic, I went home and he introduced me to the MPC too. Well, even though my manager was using our, the, the MPC already, but like he really like got me, you know, touching pads and shit like that. And mm-hmm. I took it and like I went home for like four weeks with MIA on everybody just to learn the shit. Shit, I, I may rake it up on that. Mm. 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 Like I made so much goddamn brace room and stuff on that 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 one NPC and that the logic is learning so much stuff by myself mm. without niggas teaching me shit. Yeah, mm. you still on logic now? Nah, well I use both. Mm. I That's use fine. logic NPC and I use for the loops. Mm. But this year I've been using for the loops. So like King's Day came out of for the loops. Um, really? Yeah, mm. a lot of shit came out of for the loops this year. Out of all those, which one you think have the hardest hitting drums? No, you can't ask me that because I make I could just make my drums hit on anything. Bro. Of course, you know of course, course but what? You know how I get yeah, there, right? come on, bro. You yeah, can't but do that, what's man. the best feel? Um, you know what I'm saying? Um, I I don't know because when I'm using Logic, it gives me a whole different feel. Yeah, but I know how to goddamn EQ and boost them shits up like crazy. But when it comes down to them Fruit Loops, it's nothing like them ratchet ass drums. <laughs> do you use certain programs? Like if you make a beat in Fruity Loops, will you send it to certain artists versus like if you make something in NPC, will you send those beats because they have a different sound to a certain artist or you just send them all? I just send them all. Mm. I don't be mm. caring. Mm. I just know as long as that beat got a bounce to it, I'm good. So I'm in that pocket. With the with the, the going back to the not watching tutorials, do you think like watching tutorials will 
you'll start to develop somebody else's sound kind of thing. I just think that you would think like them. Like, you know, niggas got like 10, 15 tutorial videos on there. You watch all 15. You going to go by what he's telling you. I'd rather just not go by what he's telling me. Like, I'd just rather just sit down and learn for loops myself. Like, me and my brother literally sat in that room. And, like, I didn't even know what a glide was. I didn't know what an EQ was. I remember when niggas told me I couldn't even mix a beat. Bro, I never looked at no videos. I just figured out all that shit. I watched engineers. When we, I used to go to the studios, I used yeah. to just watch them when they tracking out the beats and shit like that. And then I take that, go back here and apply certain tools. And I'm like, oh, this shit coming together. Mm-hmm. Now, what everybody don't know is half of these songs that come out are two tracks for me. Mm-hmm. The engineering mixing these. How do you feel if when people do ask you for track out? I don't care. You don't care. They still don't even touch them as much. Because I was gonna say a lot of I've heard a lot of people be like, man, I send the two, I send the stands. They fuck my mix up. Yeah, because the, the engine. So some of the engineers. <laughs> I ain't gonna say all the engineers. Some of the engineers like to take the sauce out. And that's the problem. They like to take that swing out. If it's something that they don't like, if they feel like the transition is not right, like my my whole goal and like when I'm making music or when I'm making a song is like do something that somebody else ain't doing. So if the 808 might hit on one, I like to make it hit like on some weird shit. <laughs> yeah. I don't want it to hit normal. You know what I'm saying? I don't want the vocals to be normal sometimes. Like, I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah, they try to fit. Things, yeah, they want everything to be on one, two, three. No. When you structure your beats, how you structure them? Sometimes I don't even have a structure. Mm-hmm. I'm just be rhyming in my head. You know what I'm saying? And if they do have structure, it's a lot of change-ups in them. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of, like, effects that I'm putting. I'm You're not having the engineer put the drops in, do nah, the stutters, nothing. drops and all that. Mm-hmm. And all that shit. How do artists feel about that? They they respond pretty well. They trust me. Yeah. <laughs> they trust me. They definitely trust me. Like two chains. Like he sent me some vocals the other day. And this nigga right here. Like bro, that beat ain't it. <laughs> that beat ain't it. I, th- I thought he was talking to Sam. I was like, what? Yeah, like, Sam like, bro, that beat ain't mm-hmm. it, man. That beat ain't it. Switch the whole beat up. And that nigga two chains was like, yeah, I love this shit. You know what I'm saying? So niggas <laughs> trust my judgment. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Feel like I'm to that point. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. So what was your first? Uh, what was your first like Billboard charting song? My first Billboard charting song was T Wayne Nasty Freestyle. Mm. Yeah, that shit came out of nowhere. And I'm like, when was this? When was that? That was like what? What, what year? Twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. Okay. Yeah. So what was your like? What? What? Right before you know it hit the Billboard chart, like what was your your lifestyle looking like? I was working at an accounting firm. I was driving. Honda Accord, my shit broke down. I had to go get an Altima. <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing? What, what was your job at the accounting firm? Huh? What was your job at the accounting um, firm? Man, I used to do like filing and like, you know, a little bit of budgeting, nothing nothing too crazy. I told him, don't give me that because I don't like budgeting other niggas. <laughs> I'm good on all was that. Was that something you were looking to work up the ranks into? No, nah, If you music know, I, didn't work? No, nah, like, because what? so the person who got me that job was my mom's friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and she always used to tell me, music is a hobby. Music is a hobby. And I was like, oh, okay. That's what you think. Mm-hmm. I used to buck on the ass. Like, I used to go take like three-hour lunch breaks, <laughs> sleep in a car. Didn't give a fuck. Or, because I knew, you know, this shit was going to pay off. So one day she kept saying, this is a hobby. This is a hobby. But she's not knowing like what's what going on did, right. and everything. She don't know that I'm like on the charts right your now. Your mom's friend or your mom too? She no, like, my mom knew what's up. Yeah. She was just like, don't lose a job just yet. You know, of course, every mom wants you be focused and I'm right. like 
Ma, that's not what I want to do. And one day I went to the lady's desk and I was like, you know what? Look at my account. Cause she was like helping me like budget my money and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And I was like, look at my account. She was like, damn. <laughs> Music is not a hobby no more. Mm-hmm. And I was telling her, shit. I was like, you know, it's about time. I'm about to get up out of here. Mm-hmm. But we so happened to do a commercial for the VMA Awards that year. And went to, went to work that Monday and got fired. For what? What'd you do? Me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just and like. got sick of it. Yeah, I just got <laughs> sick of it. And I just started, like, being lazy. Like, mm-hmm. man, I had, like, three crates full of paperwork to file. This guy. Boss shit, I had to like type it. in and all that. And I just didn't give a fuck. I just let the shit go. I was just like, I'm over it. Did you ever go to school or anything? For, I went to school for one semester. For real? Maybe two. In those one, in that one to two semesters, did you find it stressful? Or like, uh, I had people asking me about balance and producing in college. Nope. Was it stressful? Did you see, did you see like a benefit in going to college and using that time to like develop your craft? Nah. I just, college for me was very boring. I just did that because my mom wanted me to do that. My mm-hmm. dad wanted me to do that. Now, what do you say? Because I literally, I was just talking to somebody in one of the comments about. Yeah, um, that's why I asked. He was saying, like, uh, you know, he wants to go to college and everything because, you know, to, to make his parents happy. Yeah. And I was like, bro, like, there's so much videos out there telling you not to do it because yeah. your parents want nah, you to. I, I, like, I tell my niggas right now, do, do, what want, do what you want to do. You know, do what makes you happy. Like, I love my mom. I love my dad to death. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes, like, you know, you're growing. You got to make your own decision. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad that I actually made the decision that I did because if I didn't, I'd have probably still been working at Sweet Tomatoes. I worked at Dairy Queen. Shit, I moved to Florida to work at Dairy Queen because my uncles and aunts, they own Dairy Queens. So, like, you know, so I moved there to work there for a little bit. And I'm like, told my dad, yo, bro, this shit ain't for me, man. So you had a full-on little journey before you yeah, got I, to this I point. Yeah, I got a whole story, bro. Like, mm-hmm. nigga, while I'm doing this, my mom was shacked up in a one-bedroom, renting a room from somebody. Mm. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And it came down to the point where I was like, you know, my dad got this big-ass house. I'm like, yo, dog, I got to go make something shake. You know, I know you're going to take care of me, and I know you're going to give me whatever I ask for, but, bro, I got to go make something shake. So, nigga, I stacked up enough money at Dairy Queen, like good 5000 That's all I needed right then. Went back to Atlanta for like a week. Took my school test to try to get back in school. Took my mom and them shopping. Gave them enough money to, you know, to start looking for an apartment. I was like, mom, I'm going to be right back. Went back to Florida, stacked back up my money. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, pops, I'm getting the fuck up out of here. <laughs> Went back to Georgia, got an apartment in my name. And we was just shacking it up in there. And this is uh, this is before the economy job or after? This was before the economy Before the economy job. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, all oh, this was going on. I'm just... Hustling, hustling, hustling. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got a little sister. You know what I'm saying? I got my mom's thing. I'm the only person they really have. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just working, bro. What is that? What has it been like from them to go from, like, going from that point of working at Dairy Queen to where you're at now? Like, what is that like? Like, looking what at is your family? Like, like, oh, well. How's that experience been? Like, it's great for, for me, man. Shit, I could wake up every morning and just lay in the bed all day if I wanted to. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But that's. That's the luxury of working hard. You know what I'm saying? Um, as far as my family. Like your mom's. And your I'm trying sister. to get my mom to stop acting like she broke, man. God mm. damn. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, we go, like we went to Louis store the other day and I was like, mom, you know, just get whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? And she like, 1400 for a purse? You know what I could do with this? Mm. And I'm like, mom, but I'm not telling you. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not, right. I'm not saying like, I don't care what you could do with it. If that's what you want, just get it. It's, she don't go shopping, nothing. It's hard for her. But my sister. <laughs> 
Oh, she ain't got a problem. She don't run it up. <laughs> she be trying to run it up. She'll run you it see up. her Christmas list. <laughs> Custom chain. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so I'm like, nah, you tripping now. <laughs> so. She want the icebox. Yeah, she she definitely <laughs> want that. She want the icebox. So, Ooh, yeah. Man. Talk to us um about once that billboard, once you got that billboard placement, did anything major change in your life or anything like that? Man, everything changed. Well, all right. So after I got the billboard hit, um, me and Mike Will was like in talkings already. How did you meet Mike Will's back up a little bit? I was at work, right? And my boy Twan sent me this uh, screenshot of uh, Sway Lee and Jimmy asking for beats. And I always keep my laptop on me at work. Man, I ran out of ran out of work. Didn't give a fuck again. Ran out of work. <laughs> connected to their Wi-Fi in my car. <laughs> sent them the beats. Boss probably hate you. Yeah. <laughs> No, she actually loved me, though. She actually loved me. Um, So Mike Will was in the car with him, I guess, and he heard the beats. And he was like, yo, who's this young nigga? And that's everything was like history from there. We kind of met up the first day. We roasted each other all So day. they happened to open your email at Beats. That's crazy. Yeah, they yeah. opened it. And Sway was like, yo, my manager going to call you. And I was like, yeah, the fuck right. <laughs> nigga ain't going to call me. Yeah. Literally, as <laughs> soon as I walked through the doors of my house, like, Nigga called me like, hey, bro, we trying to work more. You know what I'm saying? We want to work some more. So my first placement with them was um, on the first Ransom tape, I think. Mm-hmm. I think that was my first placement with him. And ever since then, well, no, actually my first major placement with him was the Creed movie. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we did Ears, Work Your Muscle, which is like, you know, Beats by Dre sponsored it, Apple sponsored it. Like, it was just all over the place. So that mm-hmm. was like our first placement together. And ever since then, we've just been running up. Mm-hmm. So then, um, so you were working with Mike Will, and then, but you were also still working at this job, right? Mm-hmm. So then you said you you had quit once you got the billboard placement. Yeah, once yeah. I got the billboard placement, I kind of let it play it played itself out. Yeah. Like I just let it whatever happened happen. If yeah. they gave me another three weeks, I would have worked another three weeks because I just believe in stacking money. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And shit, it just cut short. It got cut short, and just did. Never, and then, then tell us like about you said you said your life has started to change with the billboard. So when the life like my life just really just it was like okay now I know I got to work ten times harder because I know I got this x amount of money that's gonna last me for this amount of time, and I just got my pub deal. And once I got my pub deal, I was like okay cool I can make this work. So I just really had to run it up, man. Just really had to just put my foot down and just get to work and discipline myself and. Nothing really changed because a lot of people didn't give me the credit for that record, and which was some bullshit. So a lot of stuff didn't change. The T. Wayne record? Yeah. Nigga tried to remake my beat, but, you know. Yeah. So what actually, was it your your beat like on the So record? I did the original, which was Bandy Game Marco Nasty. Um, yeah, I did the Bandy Game Marco Nasty. And from there, T, I guess T. Wayne did a remix to it. But I heard the remix prior to... Without T Wayne even on it, I heard the beat by itself months before T Wayne even got on it, mm-hmm. and I told him, "Hey, bro, don't let that get to a major artist. Don't let that song come out. I'm coming for your ass." Mm-hmm. But you know, we kind of like you know we settled it. Me and bro got cool, and we got it handled. And they just end up like using my beat, and that's how that happened. Mm-hmm. And your your uh, the pub deal situation you mentioned that's with Mike Will. Oh, uh, that's what Warner Chapel. Oh, Warner Chapel. Talk to us about, you know, like, was it a phone call? Like, how did that even come about? Shit. The lawyer. <laughs> Shout out to the lawyer. 
What you mean? He went out and found it for you? Yeah, well, yeah, kind of, sort of. He just did it, and he put it together. And we, me and my manager, we was just sitting there like, okay, is this something we need to take? You know, at that time, I was like, yeah, just give it to me. I'll just take it. Man, I ran up. Shit, I was in the green in, like, what, a couple months. You know what I'm saying? I recouped everything they gave me in a couple months and been in the green since. Real dope. Yeah. And then, um, so just tell us about how did you actually like, uh, so you know what, so what, what, what happened from after that? So from there, I'm like, well, you, the whole story. <laughs> <laughs> um, from there, I basically just, um, I did, I did that record and I did the movie. Um, after that, we did the the T Wayne shit was in almost Christmas. That movie, the little Christmas movie that came yeah, with out. Chris Brown? Is it? No, I think no. Nah, it was some I can't even remember, but it was in one of the Christmas movies. <laughs> um, from there, it went to probably Rake It Up. Um, from Rake It Up, and Mike did what King did right after that. Break it up, that's what, 16 or 17, 2016, 2017? 2017. Yeah, 17, 2017. Um, I'm probably missing a little bit of things. Oh, yeah, we did the B.O.B. project. So we kind of, like, executive produced the whole B.O.B. project. Um, we had a song with T.I., Todd Dolla Sign, and B.O.B., which went on. It was on the radio. And Who everything. do you mean, we? Just me. Hmm. Yeah, me and um, T.I., Todd Dolla Sign and B.O.B. Mm-hmm. We did a song called Four Lit. Uh, that song went up. Um, from there, it was raking up. King's Dead. Man, I can just go on. Placements just started coming, really. Yeah. Just as the year started going. And is this this was all this is all before you ever really locked in with Mike? Or no, nah, at that point in time, I was already in contract. Mm. Way before, like when Rake It Up, way before Rake It Up, I was in contract with him. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. What benefits did you see coming that came out of that? Out of that? Yeah. Shit, my brand got bigger. You know what I'm saying? And bro, you know, bro really pushed me to be something. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like he, he he's really like, yo, bro, you got it. You next. You know what I'm saying? And he put me in some, you know, some positions. Mm-hmm. But you had your own thing going before that even yeah, happened. I had my right. own thing going on. Right. I always got my own thing going, but you know, that's my nigga. All right. What do you think is like the biggest thing you learned from like sitting behind Mike or just having conversations with him sometimes? The bounce. The bounce. Mm. It's the bounce. It's, that's like the secret formula. The bounce. The song gotta have that bounce. If it don't have that bounce, then what's it doing? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you get that bounce? Because we have a lot of producers that hear that all the time. Like, what are the little tips that you can give? Yeah, see, that air drummer bounce is something totally different. That's something you gotta sit in class for. It. Like, <laughs> you gotta get the full. No, that, no, I'm serious. Like, that's like me and him would like. I've literally be in sessions and I with artists that are just playing beats and mm-hmm. when they start playing air drumming beats i know that off rip like it ain't got to be no tag on it. i could tell you who made what from everything mm-hmm. that's just like a special bounce right there mm-hmm. like that's a bounce that nobody will understand <laughs> that's like the secret illuminati <laughs> <laughs> you never get it <laughs> you know what i'm saying so how many people are all a part of your drummers like how is that collective Ooh, it's a lot of us it's me me a plus mars he nasty. I feel nasty. Um, uh, Ducko. And let's go on and on. What's J Bo. That's my boy. Um, I'm missing uh, Foo. 
it's like seven of us right there. Shoddy, eight. <laughs> like, let's keep go on and on and on. But like everybody has their own collective bounce. Mm-hmm. But like that's what we just, you know, that's how we make projects full. Y'all have a lot of sessions where like y'all kind of come together, all like all yeah. Every now and then, but it's just like everybody be on their own schedule and everybody be on their own time. So it's just like, you know, if you if Mike call you and be like, hey, bro, I'm at the studio tonight, you pull up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pull up, man. The shit. Nine times out of ten, you gonna run into plus, so you gonna run in, you gonna run into somebody else, and it's just like that's how we just work. Mm-hmm. We just be working. Like yeah. some days we'll just take the whole studio. Mm-hmm. Like niggas just rent the whole studio out and then patchwork. Yeah, everybody have their own different rooms and everybody just bouncing from room to rooms. Mm-hmm. Now, when when you're in sessions with an artist, um, are you like a, a producer that's real um, kind of you set the vibe, you know, you you take you, you, you're real. What's the word I'm looking for? Like in control. Of the yeah, really in control. Yeah. Hands Definitely. on. I'm hands on like I'm like a motherfucker. Like I really be on some shit. Will you correct the artist in the like a, the oh, lyrics yeah, and everything? Yes, yes, yes. No mm-hmm. sugarcoating over here. Even buddy. if it's like a, I don't want a big name. Yeah. Because I wouldn't be in that session if you didn't trust me. Mm. Mm. That's a good point. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, with them, like, I go in there. The first thing I ask them is like, yo, how you feeling? You know what I'm saying? Like, how you feeling? They always ask me like, yo, okay, cool. Um, I'm feeling this way. I'm feeling that way. And I'm like, all right, cool. Well, let me set these vibes. Mm. Some days I just come in and just press play and try them. Like, I know they they expecting this certain one. You know what I'm saying? Like, these certain bounce. I'll be like, nah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. What are your favorite? Who are some of your artists that's like the favorite session? Like sessions always hit. I don't know, man. I love working with Shrimp. Mm-hmm. I love them niggas. The way and you just unmatchable. Yeah, huh? Trouble. Love the way Trouble just be bouncing on beats, man. Um, and free school, man. He about to go sit down for yep, a little bit. Yeah, yeah school finna sit down for a little bit. How long? Uh, he said not too long, but he was like, dang, man, they always catch me around Christmas time. <laughs> he said that for real. Like, bro only been home like, yeah. what, six, seven, eight yeah. months? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he just Scott. opened a studio there? Yeah. Schoolhouse and shit. Man, that's crazy. I love working with Travis Scott. Like, when we did this, um, when we did Astroworld. Yeah, was, talking to us about that. Hawaii, right? Nah, I, I actually went to L.A. Like, I, we was, like, literally, like, the week before this, the whole album was over. Mm-hmm. Shit was crazy. Like, we got the... Okay, so we did a Vegas Warner Chapel writing camp. Mm-hmm. That's where I met Sycamore. And Sycamore was like, yo, send me some beats. I'm about to be... I'm about to be in the... Um, I'm about to be in a session with Travis in like an hour. When I land, I'm about to play the beats. I'm like, all right, cool. So I ran back to my hotel room, sent him the beats. We went to the club that night. Sycamore texted me. He was like, yo, he fucking with this, 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 and this. I was like, all right, shit, bet. He was like, yeah, he want to get you out here like in a week so we can finish up the album. I was like, all right, cool. So we flew out to L.A. Um, his vibe was like really dope because me and him was actually like, on some producing shit, like me and him and Cardo. Um, Cardo got wings? Yeah. Okay. That's my brother. Like me and him and Cardo was just like in there one day just, just going through. Because at this time, the outro to Stargazing, which is what I did, was already done. We just had to put the words together. Mm. So we, we took one night just putting the words together. And then the next night we made, uh, the next night we made Who What? Mikardo was just sitting there making the beat just from scratch. Um, we had the synthesizers out, everything. And the nigga mm. Travis was like, yo, nah, do this. And then he was playing some shit. And I was like, nah, play it like this. Mm. And that's how that uh, shit really came about. That's you know? hard. <laughs> I'm forgetting that Travis produces too. Yeah. That, He's hard too. Yeah, that was amazing though. That was like amazing. And we was just sitting there. Shit, that was the best barbecue food I ever had. 
real somehow. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, from there that was cool. Um, my Yachty sessions are always great. Because uh, he he lets me do what I want to do, mm. you know, and he trusts me. So, yeah, I can go on and on, man. Now, a couple of your records are up for Grammy nominations. Six Grammy nominations. Six. Six. That's crazy. Gotta clap for that one. Yeah, six Grammy nominations, man. That's that's big. I woke up and I thought it was only one. Then you saw it. Uh, yeah. Oh, so you, you guys don't know what leading up. Nah, it's yeah. just, it just hit the internet. It yeah. just randomly hit the internet. It just goes on the internet. Like, yeah. I was sleeping. I was getting like congratulation texts and, you know, Instagrams and all that stuff. And, like, oh, something's up. And I'm like, first of all, my boy Cheese, he was like, yeah, yeah, Cheese, he was like, bro, he was like, oh, congratulations, fellas. So he wrote this in our group chat. And I was like, okay, that's one. You know, we nominated for Cardi album. I was yeah. like, okay, cool. And so I was like, man, let me go on the website. So I went on the Grammy <laughs> website and started looking. Shit, King's Dead is like nominated for like three. Um, Astro World and Cardi B is nominated for Best Album of the Year. I was like, cool. That's wow. it. <laughs> I gotta bring something home. Like, yeah. man. man, that's a good ratio, right? Yeah, that was a good ratio. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? So, hell yeah. And then the album's okay. years, you got like almost half, like yeah. half, the, half a chance, almost 50% yep. chance. That's why I'm like, okay, six. All right. I'm telling that nigga that the whole time, like, bro, I gotta at least bring home two, bro. Like, it has to be at least two, man. Oh, yeah. And I'll be big. Price is going up. I was just about to ask. Gotta take Price is going up. Price is going up now, but you know what I'm saying? They really gonna go up then. Yeah. You know, six Grammy nominations, that was just a blessing, man. That that shows you, like, what a year's work can do for you. Just, like, one year. Just one year. Just one year. If you just shut the hell up and mind your business like I do. I just mind my business. I don't pay attention to nothing that's going on. For real? Dead ass. How often you, it's kind of off topic, how often you pick up your phone and scroll through Instagram? I mean, I scroll through Instagram, but I, I probably post it here and there. I like to be like the rare face because you know, if I'm coming out the house or if you know, if I'm here, either this nigga is very serious or he's coming for a check. Mm. Either or. Which one am I here for? You know what I'm saying? Or I really support you. Let me say that. You know what I'm saying? But besides that, you know, I post here and there on Instagram. I really just not getting on, like, tweeting and getting on live and shit like that. I don't like doing that. No. Because I don't like, like arguing yeah. with niggas, man. Niggas be on that corny <laughs> shit, man. Like, yeah, hey, bro, why you do this, yeah, bro? I ain't got time for that shit, man. <laughs> like, in the live or just in the yeah. Just in live. Like, yeah. the live shit. Like, I just, like, if I go on live, I'll be on there for, like, a quick five minutes. Yeah. But I don't put, like, when I'm on Instagram, I don't post, like, how my beat sound because niggas is out here goddamn sucking dick. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't do none of that. I don't post none of the beats that I'm doing. I don't, I don't, you would never get the secret sauce. You would never get the sauce. And if I do post the beat, man, that shit's probably backwards. Which you, oh, like a reverse. Like yeah, reverse. reverse. <laughs> Whatever, figure it out. But you got by the time you done did that, That's I don't flip the beat like three, yeah, like <laughs> three times already. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. What's your average day to day look like? Like wake up in the morning. Um, I wake up in the morning. I got a studio in the crib, so like a full studio. So like I just go in sometimes. Well, sometimes I just go in there and work. Um, so I just got a car accident. So now this nigga right here is making me go to the car break every goddamn day. My oh, damn man. life. Yeah, he's looking out for me. Yeah. I was like, get that check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, my neck. Neck in my back. I'm going to take a chiropractor. Whatever the hell his name is. Uh, but honestly, I wake up every morning. You know, I thank the Lord 
give me another day. That's the first Absolutely. thing I do. That's you know what I'm saying? Like, if you go through my tweets, that's my, like, first tweet of the morning. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I go to the hookah lounge every morning. <laughs> Why? Dead ass. Why the hookah lounge? That's morning time? Yeah. It's relaxing. Yeah. It's relaxing. yeah. That shit open up at 11 o'clock every morning. I'll be there at 10.59. I ain't gonna tell y'all that because y'all ain't finna come back. <laughs> y'all ain't finna pull up off cameras. I'll tell you. <laughs> People but, book, uh, book flights to the ages to pull nah, up. Nah, that like I know he said open at ten fifty nine. Thirty minutes with me. I did it, man. Like I, I go up there for like two hours. Sometimes I hold meetings up there. Or yeah, I just yeah. tell them niggas come up there and just have meetings with me. We be sitting there talking about my website, all shit, like everything that I need to just do for the day or talk about for the day. It happens right there. Um, probably if I have nothing to do after that, I go home, make beats, smoke hookah all day. What should producers be doing every day? Like, what's a routine to, to be if they want to reach the level that you at? What should they be doing every day? Well, see, like my producers now. See, one of my producers, he's nominated for three Grammys. Damn. Damn. One of the producers I signed this year, and, and he signed to you. Yeah, uh, dope. nominated for three Grammys. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I always tell them, man, mind your motherfucking business, man. Mm. Just what exactly does that mean for people that was like? He's saying mind his business. What does that mean? You see how like how you don't see me in no bullshit. You know what I'm saying? All you do is see me pop up with placements. Mm-hmm. You don't see me in no Twitter beef, no Instagram beef, no producer beef. I ain't into all that. I just work. I go from point A to point B. Mm. I just do what I got to do. I had the placements come out. All right. Let the music speak for me. That's it. No flexing. No flexing. I ain't got to flex on nothing. Like I tell niggas every day, like, I don't need you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just rather keep doing what I'm doing, which is mm. just making my placements, minding my motherfucking business. And it's gonna be goddamn kissing your ass if you're a rapper. <laughs> I'm not doing that, bro. Just living in peace and living. Let me live in peace, bro. Yeah, I respect I just, that. I want to make sure my family happy. I'm just let me live in my peace, man. Leave mm. me the hell alone. Man. What's the What's the best advice you could give for someone that's trying to convert to to that lifestyle? From someone that's maybe well, doing a little too much right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I'm trying to get my life together. <laughs> Well, you know, if you're trying to get your life together, man, go smoke some hookah, man. You know what I'm saying? Man, that's straight shisha, you thought. Yeah. Man, straight shisha, you yeah. got me one. Some tree in there, too. See what's up now. See, we did that one night. Put some tree in there. Yeah, we, did, we did that one night. We put some trees in there, man. That shit had a nigga too hot, bro. Like, bro. Nigga, nigga, we was way too hot, bro. You mix it with all that tobacco, yeah, too. That's we really good. Way too hot, bro. Like, niggas was sitting there looking at each other like. Um. But nah, I like to tell people, man, just keep doing what you want to do, man. Make the beats that you want to make. Like, producers that's trying to come up. Like, don't let nobody put you in a box. Yeah, bless you, man. Don't let nobody put you in a box. You know what I'm saying? Just do what you want to do. Make the beats that you want to make. Because it, I be telling niggas, bro, it took like Atlanta four years to accept my sound. Mm. Mm. Like, you know. Yeah, I've been, sure. <laughs> I've been doing this niggas from, since I started. Like, damn near since I started. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it took me a long time just to get where I'm at today. But if you just keep doing what you're doing, letting niggas not put you in a box and you just being experimental, you're going to win. One of them motherfuckers going to stick. Mm. And I always tell niggas, niggas that, you know, I always think that, you know, they tried to shit on you in the past. You know what I'm saying? You just, now you can be the humble. You know, just kill them with kindness. You know what I'm saying? How you doing, <laughs> sir? Are you happy today? Because I am. (laughs) Like, what did you do this morning? You know what I'm saying? Like, that type of shit. You know, you just kill a nigga with kindness, man. And, you know, when you get on, you ain't got to goddamn flex up and all that shit because this shit can be gone tomorrow. All this shit can be gone tomorrow. What's your spiritual life like? 
Was that, I know you said you pray in the morning, but how, like... So I used to go to church every Sunday. Mm -hmm. I used to play drums for church. Mm. Um, oh, it's so hard to get up on Sunday. Yeah, well, you know that. <laughs> Ooh, but, like, I used to go to church, like, every Sunday. Every Sunday. Mm -hmm. Every Sunday. And now it's like, dog, it's so hard. But, I mean, but even outside of, like, going to church, I'm talking about, like, like your prayer life, because that's the most important. Oh, no, my prayer life is straight, bro. I pray before I go to sleep, you know, and if I miss it, you know, I damn sure pray when I wake up, right. you know, like, I make sure that, you know. I feel like that's a part that, like, we don't really speak a lot, a lot about, especially for producers. Yeah. That plays a, I think that's the biggest part. I don't know, right? really. I, I pray a lot, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, sometimes when we shoot our shot, boy, <laughs> we be like, we be all be in the studio, like, all right, we're about to shoot this shot. Everybody do your own seven prayers. <laughs> and then when everybody look up, I look up at everybody like, okay, everybody say amen. First do sin, but that's that. Like, we do everything like a family over here. Like, really. You know what I'm saying? Like, my whole like label and everything is just like a family. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all going to see that this year coming up. Y'all about to see what's coming out. You okay. know what I'm saying? Like, I'm working on something creative. <laughs> no trap rapper. <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? Like working on something crazy though. You know what I'm saying? Really crazy. So on average, do you feel like you have to make beats every day? Nope. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. What's your average? Like my average? Well, okay, so if I'm having like a good week, nigga, you probably get like a good well, okay, let's start with a day. Yeah. If I have on a good day, you could probably get a good twenty pack out of me. Okay, yeah. and that's a good day though. That's a, yeah, that's a good day. That's a good day. Is um, that using loops? That's making your own. That's loops, making my own, sampling shit. Because like I actually dig for samples. I don't do what everybody. But you know, go to YouTube.com mm -hmm. or um, whatever sample, and then convert it and all that shit. Nah, you go to crate. You go yeah, crazy. I create vinyls. Yeah. All that. Yeah, I actually do that. So you know that sometimes that take me all day. What's some good spots to go to in there? Well, I don't have to go to any spot but LP House. <laughs> you know, because my, my manager, he's an old-time producer. You know what I'm saying? So he's, he has a whole room, like, this big, Damn, just full right of crates. Damn. So I just tell that nigga, like, I tell that nigga, like, hey, bro, bring me, like, a crate. And that crate might last me a whole month because I'm actually going through every track. And I'm actually rewinding. You listen to the whole song? Yeah. Every listen to everything. Mm -hmm. he be, he is, you can tell you, he be sitting right there with me. We just be sitting there like this. No, that ain't it. That ain't it. That ain't it. All right, flip it over. <laughs> that ain't it. That ain't all. That's it. Now, have you ever had any issues like, um, for instance, this Juice World? You know how the producer is going oh. through this big sample um. issue and everything. Have you ever had anything bad like that? <clears throat> Think I should give him a secret? I'll give him a secret. That's why you try to flip the sample as much as possible. Possible. Right. Exactly. If you don't. If you chop it up enough, if you chop it up enough, if you got them gross beat it enough, if you got them reverse it <laughs> enough, enough, if you got them makeup, like, yeah, yeah, there you go. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like you gotta you gonna be it. all right, bro. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like so back to back to uh, you say you knock out twenty in a day on a good day. So what's a bad day look like? Um, I might get a good. So you're still knocking out a pretty high volume. Yeah, but I, you know what? I don't feel like niggas should make beats every day. It's because. Personally, I have like three hard drives full of beats. All right, sure. Mm -hmm. That I feel like can go to anybody. You see what I'm saying? Like, why stress yourself? I mean, even though you're perfecting your craft, nothing wrong with that. But you got mad beats you need to get off. What you gonna do? Keep adding to your goddamn catalog? Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, I don't think it's nothing. But me personally, I just I don't make beats every day. What about for a producer that doesn't have that those giga, those uh, hard drives filled? Oh no, he you got work, bro. You know, it's like it's like a catalog. You know right. what I'm saying? You got to build your catalog. Like your portfolio. Yeah, there you go. Like, 
I, I have that, you know what I'm saying? Like, and some days I just wake up and I feel like I just want, sometimes I just want to be around my family, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because we don't get to do that a lot. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I just like, sometimes I just wake up and I just want to be around my family, you know, and take that time. So I might take like three days with them. Then the next three days, whatever I'm doing, I'm making locked beats. In. Yeah, I'm locked in. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, I feel like sometimes you, your mind needs to breathe, bro. All right, all right. You're saying that cluttering yourself, like, just, oh, I got to make a beat. 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 That shit is hectic. You know? Yeah. You might run into a producer block. Huh. We um we had just posted something on our IG the other day um about a producer um basically saying he'd been having a whole bunch of problems getting paid from records and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Not getting paid till like a year later and all that stuff. You got any any stories, anything you can shed light on or like without going too specific in the detail? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I feel sure that dog. I ain't even gonna hold you, bro. Like, I, I, I ain't even gonna hold you, bro. Like, I don't, I don't really be having those problems like that. Like that. Let me say that. Like that. You know, it's like a couple people that give me problems here and there. Run around. I feel like with the right team, the right lawyer, sir. Lawyers. Right lawyers. <laughs> yeah. You get paid. It's about your team, man. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, is that one benefit of having, like, you know, somebody like Mike Will or, like, you know, Warner Chapel like that? Yeah. <laughs> 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 my man's in the background. <laughs> no, nah, because, like, no, nah, like, so, like, when I do stuff on my own, that's why I have a team of lawyers. Like, I like I have more than one lawyer. And, you know, it's niggas like these niggas behind me that, you know, that's in there, in the air, on their ass. Making sure that that money come through, mm. you know what I'm saying? Um, Mike Will, he does this. What the fuck he does is being Mike Will. Hey man, why did Thirty not get paid yet? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Make sure he get paid. You know what I'm saying? And that's how that works. <laughs> I really don't be having those problems. Like I said, I run into that problem like one or twice. You know what I'm saying? But it just comes down to how everyone handles their business. Yeah, I feel like it's just about how 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 is everything structured around you? Mm. You don't have no structure. And, Shit gonna be loose. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shit loose. You know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta have structure. You gotta have a team that knows what the hell they doing. Negotiating the right numbers. Mm. What's yeah. what's what's the best advice right now that you could give a producer? Like, let's out here, no placements. You know what I mean? They, you know, they got a nice little sound, they know mm-hmm. how to make dope beats. What's the best advice you give them to get their career going? Network. Try to be everywhere. Cause that's what I was doing. Somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Go find you a hub. I call studios hubs because that's where you meet everybody. You don't never know who the fuck you're going to run into. If you go and you sit down all day at one studio, you know what I'm saying? You walk out and run into anybody. Now one person might change your life. You know what I'm saying? That's what I did. So how would you get a, the relationship with that studio for them to even let you be there? Man, you better find your way. Nigga. Intern, mm-hmm. whatever you got to do. Nah, see, I interned at one studio in Atlanta and I told him to kiss my dick. <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you. The bro is disrespectful. <laughs> Dead ass. Bro is disrespectful. So I don't really like the interning thing because I don't really like want to clean up behind nobody. Yeah. Dirty ass. No, I'm just not with that. Um, but like get on Twitter and you network with niggas. Like, you know, you I, most niggas call it spamming. And I don't think it's spamming. I think it's like shooting a shot, man. Like, you only got one life to live, man. What the fuck are you gonna tell you? No? Okay. I'll see you around. You're going to come around because if I catch that one, you have to come around. Like This whole thing is like a damn uh, racetrack. 
Niggas mm. gonna keep coming in circles, coming in circles, and coming in circles. So whether a nigga mad at you, whether a nigga don't want to play your beats, nigga don't want to rhyme on your beats, he gotta come around. Niggas have to come around. Eventually, yeah. eventually, they have to come around. How you but, feel about artists shooting their shot in your DM? I'm cool with that. Just come at the right price. Right now, I'm not even playing no games, man. <laughs> He's I'm not like, playing no games. Like, like I'm nah, so man. serious with life right now. Like, bro, I'm, I don't leave my house if it's not the right play. Mm. Like, it's because I'd rather be in my house making X amount of beats that I know going to be a hit than to waste time with a nigga that ain't going to put the hit out or going to bullshit with the beats and want to bullshit with the business. i just rather not put up with that. i just rather sit my ass in the house, live peaceful, and make my damn beats. You know what I'm saying? Then to be dealing with some bullshit. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Or another idea for niggas is go find a nigga that wear glasses. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga. Motherfucking brain. That, so what's the special thing about the glasses? <laughs> oh, you got exactly. <laughs> it's, like it's like when he put them on, the nigga just got them get like. Get right. Tunnel vision or something? He goes into this little focus like, yo, 30, I think we should do this. Then what if we do this and do this and do this? And I'm like, they do it. Bro. <laughs> and then like LP, like when he comes in the room, he just be like, oh, he's smart. He got it. <laughs> just walk out. So like, that's y'all like, grow together or y'all know nah. each other? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole thing. Shout out to my nigga Cheese. <laughs> Shout out to my nigga Cheese, man. But yeah, that's how everything came together, man. Uh, but I actually ended up on my manager's doorstep because his... My brother, which is a nigga that taught me how to make beats, is his cousin. Mm-hmm. Me and him not really brothers, but we damn near grew up together. So, and he always used to talk about this nigga and be like, "Bro, this nigga's a big producer." And I used to be like, "Man, shut the fuck up." Oh, he did with you, Wally. Shut the fuck up. Mm, who <laughs> LB did? Yeah, he did special delivery, all that shit. Yeah. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I used to tell nigga, "Man, shut up." Then one day, we just ended up over there, and I walked into his crib and I seen all the plaques. So. <laughs> Okay. And I remember the nigga told me my beat sucked because I was trying to get the nigga to manage me. Like, I turned everybody, like, a lot of people was trying to, like, throw me deals in the city. And I was like, nah, 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 nah. Mike Will was the last person. But I knew he was going to come around. That's the crazy thing. Because I said at the top of the year, it'd be crazy if Mike Will come around. And the nigga came around. So but these other these other people that were trying to um, sign you, were they... Some of them major people or some of them just, you know, regular nah, people? there were some major, some regular people that just had money to put behind people. And I was just like... I was going to say, how do you feel about producers and artists signing to just somebody that just has money, no real history of what? successful music label some, operation skills? Man, it's like a scale. Like, it might work. Like, yeah. it, it's a possible, like, you might get there. And then you got some niggas that's just, it ain't going to work. You know what I'm saying? No, Me, I just man. rather wait. Wait it out. I just rather wait it out, man. I'd rather wait it out. I'm not in a rush. Mm. I just rather wait it out. Like, How you feel about uh people putting their like like the little like their best friend from like high school or not from high school, like someone they grew up with in positions, like once they grow like go up? Oh, that's me. That's oh, okay. like all my niggas. If you if you look at my like my whole regular label roster, like my nigga uh Questo. He's like, he helped me do um, Chanel with Shrey Sherman and Pharrell. Mm. You know, he taught me how to play drums in high school. Um, Twan, which helped me with King's Dead. That nigga's just been around for like, he showed up at my doorstep. And me right. and him just been friends ever since. So it's not like you went out and was like, oh, well, got to look for a manager. No, no, just no. Everything just happened. Right. Um, 
Corey, which is the nigga that taught me how to make beats, you know, he decided that he wanted to go off and venture in cooking and came back and was like, hey, bro, I just really just want to make beats. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Squeeze. Um, me and him grew up in church. You know what I'm saying? He was the drummer. And then he left the church, so I had to play the drums. As me and him just got close. Mm-hmm. My whole roster, like. It's all family. Damn near. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Damn near. But, we, you know, we added new additions. <laughs> we had new additions. 2019 gonna be nice. Watch, mm. it'll be very nice. We switching up the sound. Oh, there. Mm. You wanna uh, try some of these? We got a new segment. Yeah. Called, we used to we used to have a segment oh, here called uh, overrated, underrated. Right? Uh-huh. We kind of got burned down on it because this we're like what? It's forty. 40 something, we're like 40, forty something episodes in, so uh-huh. we've been doing this. You know what I mean? Like five topics each episode. It's like yeah. damn, but it's like two hundred. It's a lot of topics. So we were kind of burnt out on that. So you actually are the first producer here to be a part of our uh, random question segment. Oh, fuck. We got three, three <laughs> really uh, random questions. Is there anything? One of them has to do with music, but they really kind of just random. So. <laughs> all right. Well, the first one, the first one, the first one, not too bad. It's a, it's a kind of, it's, you right, know, it's like a, a C-level question, but like if you had to, if you had to evacuate your house in five minutes, what's the three things you're grabbing? My cars. My mama and my sister. You're taking the cars over the hard drive? Oh shit, I forgot about that. Ooh. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you. I love my cars though, man. Anybody know that? But man, there's, cars. there's cars oh, in them hard drives, bro. Um, nah, I would have took the hard drive. You're right. Yeah, definitely. But speaking of the cars, man, tell us about some of your collection. Um, so, um, Right now, I have a C63S um, AMG. Uh, I'm going to go get it tuned next week, so I didn't really do nothing to that. I had a GLE 450. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't do it. I had it got that tuned, wrapped. And the C63 is wrapped, too. Um, I got a project car that I'm working on, a, a BMW 335i. I love them because they just they twin turbos. I got that thing fully bonded on, like twin turbos, tuned, intakes. Um Everything you got any old school rice? I know cheese nah, is big in the old I'm schools. Not into the old school thing. That's what me and him always have arguments about. <laughs> yeah, cheese is arguing yeah. about that shit. <laughs> he be like, man, the don't, man, don't, then don't. Yeah. And I was like, don't, don't, shit. You know, I'm like, man, shut the fuck up, bro. Nobody want to ride them big ass old shit. <laughs> but now nah, that's how we always get the argument. Um, I got a CLA two fifty. Um, Man, ain't bro still going? He gonna yeah. it's gonna be more than five minutes. I still, I, still got, I still got my I still got my Nissan Altima. Oh, for real? Hell yeah! I flipped one of them shits over before. Yeah, literally. Damn, I, I got that thing. Yeah, I had yeah. that thing actually when I used to be in my import world. You know, because I like racing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that, so mm-hmm. I go to like car meets and stuff. You go to like caffeine and octane. Yeah, I go to like car meets, all that shit. We go like mm-hmm. racing some nights and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I still got my Nissan Altima. That shit used to be low to that, like low to the ground, everything. Like, man, they used to be on some shit. Mm-hmm. I would have kept my Honda, but transmission went out. I feel like fixing it. Mm-hmm. But All right. Cool. All right. Next question. Would you rather have cup of noodles in the cup or make them stovetop? I like the cup of noodles. Told you. I'm from New York. Told you. <laughs> <man. laughs> cup noodles ain't bad. Man, niggas know about them, though. What's them, the, what's them cup noodles, dude? The shit with the brown, the white cup with the brown. You know what I'm talking about? On them? Raymond shirts. Them shirts is popping, bro. Maruchin or whatever. Mar- no, it's a Nissan, right? No, it's Maruchin and Nissan. Yeah, them two. Oh, yeah, it's cup noodles and a cup of noodles, right? 
Oh, oh they got they got beef. They got beef, chicken, and all that shit. That's my shit. All right. We got another one. Um, Last but not least. No, nah, because I got one more after oh, this. Got I got one more, more after this. Oh, all right. <laughs> this one is, who's a bigger influence on rap music, T-Pain or Soulja Boy? <sighs> T-Pain. Yeah. T-Pain. Yeah. And why so? Just for the audience. I mean, so don't get me wrong. Soulja Boy fucked the game up when he first came in. He did, but came with that auto-tune. That's what really made niggas feel like they can sing. Mm. Yeah. I got to agree with him on that one. That's what really made every nigga feel like he can sing. Nigga, you can go in there with not one type of vocal training ever and pull out a whole song just because that auto-tune got True. you. True. Pop out maybe a hit song, too. True. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, he's a big, yeah. yeah. All right. Who all right, this one. Oh, this one we was talking about in the last podcast. So I'm gonna switch it up. Would you rather fight a grizzly bear or a silverback gorilla? Uh give me the grizzly bear, bro. What? A silverback Back gorilla. gorilla. A grizzly bear. So then you, you know must how big them fucking gorillas You must think the gorilla's a gonna gr- be the grizzly bear. A grizzly bear is bigger than the gorilla. You ever heard the where they talking about who's gonna win a grizzly or a or a gorilla? Uh-huh. It's grizzly you think game. It's gorilla. I think that gorilla gonna fuck that. Exactly. Y'all is crazy, bro. <laughs> I don't know. Grizzly. The grizzly I was on the grizzly you side. A grizzly, when he runs, he runs on four legs sometimes and he can stand up on two. But this nigga, the fucking gorilla is like a human, damn near. Well, he ain't got claws, but a gorilla or a grizzly got, got claws. <laughs> he got fists and claws. He got. What if that nigga just feel like he might Tyson one day? Yeah, I don't know, bro. I just rather fuck with a grizzly. Dang. I ain't gonna hold that. I just feel a little bit more comfortable. But the gorilla just gonna Yeah. Go rip you up. I just feel Oh man. Alright, and this is the last one. I was asking Dylan this earlier, but would you rather eat a tarantula or a cockroach? Cockroach. <laughs> Wait, I said, I'm I'm the cockroach. Got, cockroach ain't poisonous. Yeah. That's that's why I not poisonous. You don't eat a cockroach still? Cockroach, all right, cockroach the size of an iPhone. First of all, bro, or tarantula. tarantulas are hairy as fuck. But when you cook it in a fire, the hair goes off. How you know that? I watch it. You don't want to <laughs> that. You don't want to that shit. I don't like all that crazy shit, bro. bro. Like I'd rather eat a crunchy cockroach and that juice. juice on that's been kind of. I'd rather take the juice and then turn around and just pour some goddamn strawberry fan in my mouth. I'm done with tarantula. You got to still feel the hairs all in your mouth. Now I'm good on that. Saute the cockroach up. Throw some barbecue red hot on it. Oh, oh man. Shit, that might be some shit. <laughs> hey, man, let, yeah, let me get a six-pack of uh, lemon pepper cockroaches. <laughs> oh, heck no. But yeah. But that's it for the random questions. I have no more. Yes, sir. It's about the first one, so you know we got to keep it. We had to keep it in. We had to keep it in. But now we know we got permission. Now we know we got permission for to go crazy with these random questions. Yeah, I like this segment. It's our new segment. So for y'all at home, man. Random questions. Random questions. Ooh, hey, man. Last one. Would you rather be stuck in the desert or stuck in somewhere cold like Alaska? Mm, give me the desert. I can run around naked. <laughs> it's going to be hot. I'd rather that. Man, yeah. That, that <laughs> fucking cold, man. You get frostbite. It's over, bro. <laughs> Toes start dying hot. on you. Yeah, I'd rather just be hot, man. All right, well, that's it. 
That's yes, sir, good questions. Man. Appreciate you pulling up, man. Oh, hey, man. appreciate you. Bro, man. Another episode Ooh. in the books, man. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. All right. Oh, shit. Man, y'all got to get another one, bro. Cut. 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 Cool. Signing right, up. Man. Peace, man. Hit that subscribe. Peace. Peace.